Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. I don't want your mental state to be, how do I get dressed to hide the gross parts I hate? I want your mental state to be, how do I get dressed to accentuate the great parts that I love? And I want to challenge you to find something great about your body, not your hair, your eyes, your smile. I'm sure those are all beautiful, but there has to be a part of your body that you like to show off a little bit, whether it's your strong arms or your collarbone, your broad shoulders, your strong calf muscles, your athletic thighs, whatever it might be, there's got to be one part of your body that you can appreciate and show off. And then you're not dressing to hide, you're dressing to to hide the, the quote unquote bad, but you're addressing to accentuate the good. And that mental shift is going to change the way you feel when you get dressed. It's going to change the way you look at your body and it's going to help you get dressed from a place of gratitude and positivity versus a place of self-hate and loathing and frustration. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. Chris here, and I am back with another incredible guest interview. Today's topic is one we have definitely not covered yet here on the podcast, but I think that it ties in so closely with many of the topics we talk about here when it comes to finding balance as a mom and learning how to embrace freedom with food and body image. I can't imagine a better 
guest to have on to talk about the topic of finding your own unique style and dressing with confidence as a mom, as Jamie. I first heard about Jamie through Ali Casaza's podcast. Um, she has been on the podcast before, and I love all of the work she does about helping moms find more purpose and minimalism in every area of their lives. And she had Jamie on talking about finding your own personal spot style and the importance of dressing for your body now and dressing for your shape. And I was like, oh, my listeners need to hear her, and they need to hear her incredible approach to personal style and being more confident and why it matters as a mom, why it's important to get dressed as a mom and why we don't have to feel guilty about that. And what was so interesting to me is during this conversation, I had some feelings come up around realizing how much I was judging myself around wanting to get dressed for the day and or maybe quote unquote dress up if I'm taking the kids to the park or like I felt like I shouldn't do that. And there's so many shouldn'ts and shoulds still in my mind about style and the way that I should dress as a mom and from if any of you are are not new listeners and you have listened to podcasts in the past, you know that I'm all about getting rid of the shoulds and stopping shoulding all over ourselves when it comes to food and body image and life in general and, and learning to embrace what works for us. And that is what Jamie is all about when it comes to personal style. So we talked about everything from why it's important to learn about your body shape and how to dress for your body shape defining your own personal style and making it work for you no matter what budget you have. She talks about her unique mamaform method and how she helps you to create your own unique mom uniform with this very specific process of helping you to define who you are, define your style, determine your body shape, and instead of hiding the things about ourselves that we don't love, focusing on the things that we do love about ourselves. So this conversation is incredibly body positive. It is about everything from transitions within our bodies to transitions within the seasons to trends. We talked about so many different things and it was just such an incredible conversation. I was so grateful to have her on. And personally, I am so excited to apply her principles to my own life. So for any of you who don't yet know her, Jamie Baker helps to empower on-the-go mamas with confidence to crush their everyday goals through curated wardrobes, something that she likes to call the mama form method, mom plus uniform. As a former Hollywood stylist, she had her share of fun styling on set for people like Kerry Washington and for companies like the NBA, but her heart kept coming back to everyday women and not just celebrities. So she ditched the red carpet lifestyle to create a virtual business that empowers real women, specifically moms, to find their unique style and reach goals through her signature mama form program and virtual styling services so without further ado let's talk style hi jamie welcome to the healthy balance mama podcast hi thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to chat with you today Oh my gosh, I'm so excited too. And I just had to say, okay, let's let's officially start recording because we were chatting and we were getting into <laughs> such a good conversation. I, I already know the listeners are going to love this conversation. And I don't even think we really need an icebreaker now, but I love asking my guests this question. So are you reading anything these days? So, you know, I read, I'm like a self-help 
or what do they call it? That's like the wrong term to use these days. Personal development. development, (laughs) Yes. Junkie. But I recently went on a four week or four week, I wish four day vacation with my husband and read an entire fiction book over the weekend. And it was one of the best things for my brain. I love, um, fiction, like fun beach reads, not like murder Mm -hmm. mysteries and all of that. But this one kind of was a little bit of fashion, a little bit of murder mystery. And so, yeah, I'm trying, I'm thinking I need more fiction books in my life. I love Emily Giffen and Lauren Weissenberger, I think is her name, who wrote Devil Wears Prada. Yes. Fun girly reads. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. I I love that you mentioned that too, because I am just starting to get into more fiction books myself. I feel like once the summertime happens, I want something a little bit lighter, a little bit more fun. And uh, one of my favorite fiction books I read last year was actually called Beach Read. It's kind of like a, a romancy type novel. Um, I it's about two that. authors. Oh my gosh, it was so good. So that might be your next. Uh, okay. Read. You I read. saw it at Target and I was like, hmm. yeah. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, good to know. I love that. Okay, what was the book that you read? I don't know if you mentioned that. Oh my gosh, it was by the author of In Her Shoes, which was made into a oh, movie yeah. with Cameron Diaz. I love her. Big Summer, it was the name of oh, the cool. um, the book. I cannot remember the author. Big Summer, and then she just came out with another one called That Summer, and so I'm going to grab that one next. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, I will put those in the show notes because I love more recommendations for books for for my listeners and then also myself. Yeah. <laughs> this question is probably mostly for me. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. So, so like I said in the beginning, I am just so excited to dig into this topic today. And this is the first time, like I mentioned to you before we started officially recording, this is the first time that we are talking about style here on the podcast because anyone around me knows it is definitely not my forte, um, but it definitely is yours. So you are a former Hollywood stylist and now you work with moms, also known mm-hmm. as real women. Which yes. is not, that, not that the women in Hollywood aren't real women, but I think it's a different kind of a different world than those of us who are like just running around kids most 100%. of the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love that you empower them to kind of dress with confidence and find their unique style. So I would love for you to just kind of open up by taking us on your journey a little bit. So how did you get from there, from being a Hollywood stylist to here, helping moms, helping real life women? Sure. The the women in Hollywood, and I styled a lot of men too, so it was mm-hmm. a whole range, but the women and men in Hollywood, yes, they're real people, but you're not styling their real life. So you are just the help. You are there to do what whoever they're working for, whether it be like I've worked on a Neutrogena commercial or movies or an editorial. So whoever hired them wants them to wear something. It's in something they want to wear. So they do not care. They literally could not care less about what you put on them. So there's the interaction is lacking any kind of emotion. It's just business. It's a job. Um, and I didn't enjoy that. It didn't make any kind of impact on their life. I made, I helped make them richer because they showed up for work, which is great. Um, and they gave me opportunities that looked amazing on my resume. But outside of that, it was not fulfilling. I don't get any sort of, um, I don't know, I don't get excited about seeing my name on credits or, you know, that kind of thing when it has to do with Hollywood. It's like, okay, cool, big deal. Nobody reads those anyway. <laughs> um, so one day I decided to go back to the school I went to in California and take a personal styling class. And then one of my best friends became my guinea pig. She was working for Disney at the time. So she was moving up the corporate ladder. 
in a big company. And I was like, Hey, will you let me try this on you? You're, you're up for a promotion. I think I can make a big, big impact. Will you be my guinea pig? And we had a fitting. And I remember the, the day so clearly, um, she put on an outfit and she took a picture of herself or she stood in front of the mirror and she started crying and she pulled out her phone. She goes, can I take a picture of myself? And I was like, this is it. This is what I meant to do. This is making an impact on her life. And she cried and she goes, I've always wanted to look like this, but I never thought I could look like this. I didn't know how to do it. And she got a promotion. She ended up getting out of a relationship and into a better one, married. She has a kid now. And as her life evolved, she learned to evolve her style from that one session. And we've worked together since, but she took a chance on me and she decided to invest in herself. And it, it just made me realize this is what I'm meant to do. So I went on a quest across the country and decided Hollywood is not my jam. Let me move to Nashville where it's like more down to earth and maybe I can meet somebody and get married and settle down. And then I realized that styling country music was probably worse in like in a diva way than um, styling in Hollywood. And I didn't really find my ground with personal styling there. So I moved to, well, I met somebody and then I moved to Richmond, Virginia and got married and got pregnant. And I was doing um, styling on the side and trying to build my business, working with anyone and everyone who would hire me as you do when you first start something. And I got pregnant and then postpartum. And I was like, okay, so this is really difficult. I am a professional. I do this every day. People pay me to do this. And I'm having a hard time dressing myself. And I had to rewire my brain for high-waisted jeans and things that stretched and things that could be used for nursing and things that could be used for running around the playground. And it was just, I was thinking, if I'm having a hard time navigating this, how are everyday women navigating this? Mm -hmm. And I realized they're not. Most of them are not really navigating it well outside of big t-shirts and leggings. So I hired a business coach and she helped me reframe my business. And I decided it would be my mission to help moms show up as their best selves every day so that they could then show up for their family and pour out and serve their family coming from the best version of themselves. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. It's such a cool story. I loved hearing how you went from Hollywood to Nashville to Virginia and then became a mom and realized that, yeah, this, this can be really hard <laughs> to yeah, dress ourselves as a mom. I think even if we, we have maybe felt like we had a sense of style before becoming a mom, your whole life changes when you're everything a mom, obviously, changes. but everything changes. Your body changes, your lifestyle changes, just like you said. And so I love that this is so needed for moms specifically. I can see how personal style is needed for all women and men to some extent too, right? I mean, I think men and style is, we're not talking about them right now, so it's different. <laughs> <laughs> but for women especially, I think it's it's important because I think it's a way that we can express ourselves on the outside, right? But then we also need it to be functional too. And I think um, as a mom, at least I see this in the circles I run in, there's almost this kind of expectation in our society that we're just supposed to live in yoga pants and a messy bun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously no judgment if any of any of my listeners are in yoga pants and a messy bun. Like I'm wearing leggings right now. I love leggings and I'm often in a messy bun. And that's okay if that's what you feel confident in, right? But oftentimes it feels like 
that is just the expectation. Like you're just supposed to, (laughs) you're supposed Mm -hmm. to dress like that. And I have actually noticed in my circles or the circles that I've been in that sometimes there's also a little bit of maybe judgment for the moms who do get dressed absolutely, and they do dress up and I maybe mean, not even dress up. Like we call it dressing up, but it's like, oh, they're wearing jeans. And I right, mean, most of us haven't clothes. worn jeans in a year, but yeah, that's the quote unquote real clothes, not yoga mm-hmm. pants are almost looked at like, how did you, how did you do that? How did you have yeah. to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that we need the reminder as moms that it's okay to dress for the day and it's okay to lo- to feel good in what you wear. I shouldn't say look good because looking good is subjective, right? But like to feel good in what you wear, even if we're just at home. So I would love you to speak on this a little bit more because I'm all, I'm all on board with this. So yeah, <laughs> as we've talked about, you know, we talked about in the very beginning uh, before we hopped on, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even know what my style is. I've sort of lost it in the last seven years of being a mom as well, if I had it in the first place. Um, so I would love to have you just t- kind of talk a little bit about why it is important to develop our unique style and also wearing clothes that fit our body. I think you speak so beautifully on this as well. Oh, thank you. Okay, there was a lot to that. So let me try and remember it. <laughs> yes, I guess I asked uh, questions <laughs> once. I think that so much of my mission is to debunk the myth of we are just moms. Mm-hmm. We are just at home. Our home is our biggest place of influence. When did it become so much more of a priority to get dressed for a stranger at Target than it did for our own family? Mm-hmm. I don't know where the wires got crossed there, but they did. And we we have falling for this lie of like motherhood martyrs where we, we have to just like be a hot mess mom to look like we're being effective and we're being good moms. Cause you can't be a good mom and look cute, right? Wrong. You can, and it's not selfish. It's not frivolous to want to get ready for the day because it's a domino effect, right? If you get dressed and I don't care what you wear, I don't care if you feel the most confident in leggings and a t-shirt and a messy bun, do you, I would challenge you to say, you probably don't feel your most confident in that outfit. Um, but we all have days as we should, there, there shouldn't be an expectation for perfection. There should be an expectation to where mom is just as important as baby or child or husband. Why is it okay for your husband to take time to get ready for the day and go to work, but it's not okay for you to take time to get ready for the day to do your job, which might be at home, or it might be, you might be working from home. You might be a stay at home mom. You might work outside of the home, whatever you do, it's a job. All of those are jobs. And some of us do all of those things. (laughs) So why is it okay for everyone else? Do your kids stay in their pajamas with dirty faces all day? Probably not. And what are we teaching our children if we don't teach them that we deserve just as much respect, self-respect and respect from our family as a collective then they go out to school, they go to college. And before you know it, they're wearing pajamas to their second class of the day at 1230. And you're like, as a mom, you're like, why are you wearing pajamas to college? Well, mom, you didn't, you wore pajamas all day. What's the bit, what's the difference? Right. And that has a domino effect. It also has an effect on our mental health. We are visual creatures. And you can say that's vain or it's judgmental. You can label it however you want, but the fact is that it is what it is and we are visual creatures. So when we look down or we look in a mirror, it has an effect about how we feel about ourselves. Do you like the reflection in the mirror? 
I'm not talking about you have to look like you're going to your wedding that day. Like we're not trying to get dressed up as glamorous as possible. I just mean getting ready for the life that you have. And so often, especially as moms, our life changes and our closet does not change with it. We don't change our hair. We just throw it up. We don't change our clothes. We just get a few t-shirts and leggings that work for us. And we continue to settle as our life changes. And then what I find in clients over the last 10 years is their kids have all gone off to school or they've gotten a job because the last one went to kindergarten or their kids are in college. And they're like, wait, who am I? What do I even wear for this? Uh, I, there might be somebody listening that has gone from corporate America to stay at home mom, but they still open their closet every day and wonder why they have nothing to wear because they have trousers and blazers and shells and heels And then they spend their days at the park. Mm -hmm. So your lifestyle and your clothes don't match, which is a big problem. And then as a mom, you mentioned the body shape, your body changes Mm -hmm. and you have kids. And if you go through several pregnancies, that's a lot of years where your body is going through growing and shrinking and breastfeeding and the boobs change and the belly changes. And we have to find clothes that accommodate that. Our body shape at its core usually does not change, but we get squishier. Maybe we droop a little bit more in other places. Our body does change. So the way that we support that needs to change. And you can be just as comfortable in a pair of jeans and a cute t-shirt and throw on some cute earrings, find a hairstyle that works for you as you are in a t-shirt and some leggings. Clothes can be comfortable, but when we start to label our style as comfortable, we start to settle because when you think of getting dressed, okay, my number one goal here is being comfortable. That's like a day of eating popcorn and watching Netflix, right? It's maybe not a day of a mindset where you're the CEO of your house, where you have schedules to run, you have kids to take places, you have kids to teach, you have work to do, you have people to show up for. You might have date night to show up for, but you end up just being like, oh, it doesn't even matter. I'm just going to throw on this again. And your whole Mm. mindset controls that mental health and how you feel about yourself and your confidence. It's It's a whole domino effect. It's take the vanity and the emotion out of it and just think of yourself as a human that deserves the basic needs of showering, getting dressed and feeling confident. And then you don't, it's not a selfish thing. I think that so often, like you said, the moms that are, have quote unquote, real clothes on get judged. It's because the women that don't have real clothes on feel insecure. Mm. Clothes do, they prime our brain. And if you feel like you've settled and you've just thrown something on because you're just a mom and you're just, you know, at home or you're just at the park, you're going to dress like you're just not that worthy. But if you think about it, like, man, I have these kids to take care of, I have this house to take care of, I have these things to do. And you put on clothes that prime your brain to think I, I am worthy of this. I am worthy of confidence and good mental health status. Then you get dressed and you have a little pep in your step and your day is different. And it's sad that we, as women judge each other on that either way. That was a really long answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, I love that. And, you know, it's so interesting. As you're talking, I realized that um, something or a couple of things came up for me personally. And I, I was talking to my assistant a few weeks ago, and she doesn't have any kids yet. 
Um, but we were talking about how much of a difference just getting dressed for the day and putting on like a tiny bit of makeup. Um, that's something for me. If I just have a little bit of makeup, but we're talking like eyeliner, mascara and blush, like nothing crazy, but just a little bit of something. It takes me five minutes and just, you know, putting on a nice shirt, like something that's, I mean, I always wear clean clothes, but just, you know, I've got my necklace I wear every day, putting on a nice shirt, just wearing something just really does change my mental health for the day and sort of gets me ready and gets me primed for work. Cause we were talking about those days where you just kind of want to stay in your pajamas, but then it makes you feel like you don't want to both of us work from home. So you just don't really want to do the work stuff, especially Mm -hmm. if it's not a day where I'm recording podcasts, which is my favorite part of my job or teaching a cooking class, which is my other favorite part of my job. Like those, if I'm not doing those things, I just kind of want to stay in PJs, but I know that I just feel better when I put those clothes on. Yeah. And I, when I do that little bit of makeup, but as you're saying this, I'm realizing, so that came up for me and I was like, yeah, we had already, we kind of, kind of talked about that a couple of weeks ago, how much it really does shift my mental state into just that little bit of confidence and that little bit of focus and just going, no, I'm ready. I'm ready to take the day on. And I'm not still in like bedtime mode at <laughs> two o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I also realized that I think I hold a little bit of guilt still myself for getting dressed when I am going to do something like go to the park with ki- with the kids or something like that. Because I feel like, I, you know, I talked about feeling like this is a stereotype among moms, but I'm like, you know what? I think I still hold on to that a little bit where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't get dressed because I'm just going to the park. Yeah. But how much better would I feel at the park with them if I was just wearing something that made me feel good and actually getting dressed? So I am, oh my gosh, I think this is such an important conversation. And I really love that, you know, when we're talking about, when we're talking about getting dressed and we're talking about wearing clothes that we feel confident in and showing up for the life that we have and looking in the mirror and loving what we see, it isn't about looking a certain or our bodies being a certain way because like we talked about our bodies grow and change and shift in different ways as we mm-hmm. become a mom in postpartum as we get older and it's so normal for our bodies to be in different phases they're not going to look like our bodies aren't meant to look like they did when we were 16 no. if we're 36 it's just not it's not meant to be right and so i think that clothes and dressing in a way that feels good for us no matter what stage we're in is so important and can and can be such an important step to that body confidence too. So I would I would love to talk a little bit about this dressing for your body. I think um, the podcast episode that you did with Ali Kasaza, I'm not sure if it was the first or the second one because you did two, um, but one of them you were talking about body shapes mm-hmm. and helping moms, you know, you're talking about helping moms dressed for, and I would love to talk about that kind of the body that they have right now and feeling good with and feeling good in it. And you talked about like different body shapes and I was, my mind was blown and I still haven't done my measurements. So I still, cause that's, that's, I've had some, you know, body image issues in the past. And so that can kind of be a trigger for me. So I'm like, do I want to, do I not want to? And I'm like, you know what, for the sake of fashion, as long as I'm looking at it in a neutral place where I'm just like, I'm just trying to figure out what my body, like what it's not about measuring ourselves at all. It's about going to what clothes are going to feel, are going to feel good on me. I would love to have you talk a little bit about why dressing for our unique shape matters and maybe a little bit on the different body shapes. Cause this was, this was all new to me. Like, (laughs) well, I can, to start, I can give you, um, the link for your listeners to my free body shape guide, which teaches you how to measure. Um, and you're right. It's not about the numbers. When you measure your body, it's about the 
numbers and how they compare to each other, not about the size. You can be a size two and a size 22 and be the same shape. We're not talking about size and we're not talking about weight. We are talking strictly about shape. And we need to learn as women to sometimes take emotion out of something just for the sake of pushing through. I'm not saying we shouldn't be emotional creatures or any of that. We need to feel what we need to feel and move on. I get that. But if this is such a roadblock for women, because so many of us do have body image issues. And if we would just face it as a fact versus as some big emotion, we could really make some headway and feel better. So Mm -hmm. if you measure your body and you find out which body shape you are, there are five basic body shapes. There are straight up and down proportional, bigger on the top, bigger on the bottom and bigger in the middle. I don't like to name the body after fruit or shapes and all of that. Um, I just call it what it is. But within that, we are all uniquely human, right? So you can have bigger on the bottom, but your booty might be really big and in the, but your hips are narrow. So you measure wider at the bottom, bigger at the bottom, but from the front, it doesn't look like it because you don't have big hips or you could be bigger on the top, but you could be flat chested with broad shoulders, not necessarily busty. So just knowing that you still have unique portions of your body, but fitting into one of these five categories. And if you learn how to dress your body, that helps you to know what looks the most flattering on you. And I can give you all one tip, one basic tip that's going to be for everyone across the board, no matter your size or shape is to bring in your waist. I don't, I know that 99% of you are going to go, but my mom belly, but my mom pooch bring in the natural waist, the natural waist. If you take your hand, put it under your ribs and bend over where your waist bends is your natural waist. It's not where low rise jeans used to be. It's not necessarily at your belly button or your hip bones. It, and if you can't see a defined waist on your body, that's the best way to tell is by bending over. Cause if you have that straight up and down, you might not see any actual indent but bending over tells you. So bringing in your waist, even if you have that mom pooch, because your clothes fit you well, if you do a high rise jean and you do a little half tuck on your t-shirt, bringing in that waist is where someone's eye is going to be drawn. So if you take a picture of yourself, again, do this objectively, not emotionally, just take a picture of yourself with your t-shirt untucked and probably hitting you at your widest part at your hips, tuck it in, no matter what your belly looks like, do a little half tuck, bring in your waist, take a picture and look at the difference. You're going to notice that you look smaller when your clothes fit you and you bring in the waist. We so often as women dress to hide our bodies there, I could Google how to hide your belly. And I would come up with so many YouTube videos on how to hide your belly. I refuse to do that kind of marketing. I don't want your mental state to be, how do I get dressed to hide the gross parts? I hate I want your mental state to be, how do I get dressed to accentuate the great parts that I love? And I want to challenge you to find something great about your body, not your hair, your eyes, your smile. I'm sure those are all beautiful, but there has to be a part of your body that you like to show off a little bit, whether it's your strong arms or your collarbone, your broad shoulders, your strong calf muscles, your athletic thighs, whatever it might be, there's got to be one part of your body that you can appreciate and show off. 
And then you're not dressing to hide. You're dressing to, to hide the, the quote unquote bad, but you're dressing to accentuate the good. And that mental shift is going to change the way you feel when you get dressed. It's going to change the way you look at your body and it's going to help you get dressed from a place of gratitude and positivity versus a place of self-hate and loathing and frustration. Oh my gosh, so much goodness there. <laughs> and I'm thinking about um, my own kind of journey to appreciating my body and um, my body being different than the other women in my mm -hmm. family. Um I know I need to do my actual measurements, but I have a good idea of kind of what my body shape is. And it is different than the other women in my family. And so I was always kind of the one where they were like, oh, you're so lucky. This part about you is different. Like, you're so lucky your bot looks like this or you're, you know, I'm, I'm very short. I'm only five feet tall. And so, oh, you're so, you know, and, and not recognizing, you know, the own part, their own parts of their body that they actually love and appreciate. And it kind of, it taught me to focus on not the things about myself that they liked, but the things about myself that I didn't. Cause I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, if that part about me is good, then what, what is not good about me? Right. It took me a long time to, you know, to really appreciate certain parts of my body. Like the fact that I do have really athletic legs and you know what? I've run a marathon and like countless half marathons and I love to run. That's and amazing. these legs have carried me really far. And I know not everyone loves to do that. So I'm not saying anyone should or has to run a marathon to appreciate their legs, but it's just one of those little things where I'm like growing up. I always thought that I was supposed to do something to hide my legs because they are more athletic because I'm short. And that's probably the, um, probably the largest part of, or not largest part, but you know, I'm probably bigger on the bottom. Um, mm -hmm. even though I'm just, I'm kind of petite overall. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've had to learn how to appreciate. And I have now at this point sort of realized, okay, I can, I can appreciate this and it's okay if I, you know, show off my legs, even though they might not be, and I'm not, you know, not wearing like slits up to the top of my thighs <laughs> on the playground or anything like that, yeah. <laughs> but I can wear tight jeans where I didn't think that I could for a really long time, or I thought that people mm -hmm. would be like, they'd be looking at my legs if I, and so what if they do? They're strong, exactly. they're awesome and they carry me far. And so I really love looking at it from this place of appreciation and the challenge you gave to women to think about those parts of their body that they love and that they appreciate. And we can look at it in so many different Different ways too. We can look at it as, oh yeah, I've always, I've always loved the shape of my calves. Or it can be like, oh my gosh, like I, I walk 10 miles a week or whatever it is. Maybe not all at once, but I walk 10 miles a week and I really appreciate that my legs carry me that far. I'm just using my legs because that's been mm -hmm. something that's, you know, come up for yeah. me. Or I hear a lot of the women that I've worked with, it's it's their stomach. And we go back to that, that mom pooch area. And it's like, okay, that stomach held your babies for mm -hmm. however many months, you know, yeah. 10 months for many of us. And, you know, it's, it's done some incredible work. And so, you know, that might not be the part that you are like super excited about, you know, I don't know, flaunt, flaunting isn't the word I want to use, but accentuating, but we right. can actually accentuate it in a way that, in a way that works for us with that, like that little that half talk or whatever it is and, and make ourselves, you know, kind of appreciate it a little bit more that way. Um, your words are so much more eloquent than mine when it comes no, to, I think I'm just agreeing with you. <laughs> you recapping that it makes it relatable. Like, okay, I can take what she said and not be a stylist and apply this to my body. And then your listeners can say, okay, well, maybe mine is, you know, my chest or my shoulders. I have a lot of clients who 
don't like their arms. So they like to show off like their chest area and wear like sweetheart cut dresses. Not, I'm not talking like all of your cleavage, but Mm -hmm. um, like your collarbone. I was lack of words because two-year-old is knocking on the door, three-year-old knocking (laughs) on my door. Um, And I don't expect anyone to just love every part of their body and think this is going to be amazing. Like maybe you can work on not hating your body, but you can be neutral about it and it's fine. That's taking out that emotion and just looking at it objectively. Like I don't love my stomach. I don't hate it. You know what I can, but I also don't hate it. I can wear Spanx high rise underwear. I can wear some high rise jeans with some compression in them. There are things I can do to make this look better, which makes me feel better because when I look Mm -hmm. in the mirror, I see a little bit of a difference versus like targeting in on that belly. Um, There's thing you can use clothes as a tool, use your body shape as a tool, as a resource to be able to put the puzzle pieces together and dress it proportionally and use things like high-waisted jeans or high-rise underwear that have a little bit of compression. Though a bra that actually fits you is going to change your life. It's going to change the game, the way that clothes fit you. It's something that I make clients do before we move forward with anything else. Get a bra that fits. Go mm-hmm. for professional fitting. Get underwear you love that make you feel pretty. Whether they're high rise or low rise or thong or brief, what what makes you feel good? Because that's the foundation. Your undergarments are to your wardrobe what your skincare is to your makeup. You can't just like keep caking on your makeup every day and not take care of your skin. You can't just put on clothes and expect them to look perfect. I mean, unless you're like six feet tall, size double zero model looking where like all clothes are made for you and you, they just flow on your body. If that's you, amazing. And you don't have to worry about it. But if that's not you, then you do have to worry about what undergarments you're putting on. And you do have to worry about, not worry is not the right word. You do have to think about, you do have to put a little work into it. What swimsuit actually works for my body shape? What shorts work for my body shape? What jeans work for my body shape? Those are three areas where we have the hardest time shopping as women, shorts, jeans, and swimsuits. So inside my style society, we recently kind of dug deeper into each of those topics and how to pick um, each garment for your body shape. And women, I just found it just kept coming up. Okay. I've been trying to hide my thighs in boy shorts. No wonder it doesn't look good. I've been trying to hide in Bermuda shorts. Those don't work for me, even though they're trendy. Um, and just really finding out, okay, what works for me specifically might not be what's in the magazines and that's okay because you are so unique. And so digging in and taking the time to work on you and find your personal style, it's yes, it's going to take some work and some time. But if you do that work up front, the rest is just going to flow. You'll be able to get dressed every morning, put on the clothes and live your life. It's not about the clothes you wear. It's about the life you live in your clothes. Because last I checked, none of us live on like a nudist island. I've never met anyone that does. We have to wear clothes. So why not make the best of it and make the clothes work for us instead of spending so many mornings working for our clothes? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that you're coming from this place of neutrality and we are, we're just looking at it as neutral, but we can then, we can then do something about it in, and not do something about trying to change our body kind of going back to that, just because that is such a, such a theme with the moms I talk to. And I think sometimes 
I might get some flack for saying this, but I'm going to say it because I feel, I feel like it's, it needs to be said. Sometimes in the body positivity world, it sometimes feels like we have to just accept ourselves exactly as we are and not want to change anything at all. And even if that means wearing some undergarments that feel really good on us and wearing clothes that fit us and feel really good. And we're taught, I think, often to get some clothes that fit you as in, you know, I've, I've talked to lots of women about this, you know, find clothes that are in the size that actually feel good, that aren't like pinching and squeezing you in ways Mm -hmm. that are uncomfortable just because you want to fit into those pre-baby jeans, you know, buy, buy the jeans that, that feel good on you. And then you take it a step further and you're like, these are the jeans that are going to really make you feel good because they're going to be, you know, you're going to be dressing for your body shape. Mm -hmm. And so I really love that you're coming at it from that place where it's like, you're looking at your body as neutral, but you are dressing in a way that is also going to, I guess, enhance it and make it and make yourself feel good. And, you know, honestly, the, the undergarment conversation. So I am not very uh, well endowed up top and I don't even like calling it well, because I feel like then we're like putting a judgment on it. It, I am very happy that I'm small chested for many reasons. One of which that I I do love to run and I'm thankful because I know that I've got friends who love to run and they've got to like double bra situation. situation. It's a situation. And so there's (laughs) many reasons when I was younger, I remember that was one of my, the areas of my body that I wanted to change and that I actually like considered cosmetically changing. It was, I was kind of like a teenager, early twenties at this point. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, when I'm done having babies, I'm going to get implants and all this. Cause then I'm going to, then I'm going to be proportionate. And then as I I got older, I'm like, you know, and I'm nearing 30 or I was nearing 30. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I am so I'm, I'm grateful for, for the body that I have. And so that's not necessarily an area that I have, um, really had to do a ton of work in because I am that person at most, most anything kind of just keeps them as long as they stay put. But yeah. I, um, you know, you've talked about how important it is to like, learn how to kind of actually put your, put your boobs in a bra the right mm-hmm. way. <laughs> yes. I was listening to you talk about this on the, on one of the other podcasts you're on. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was, that was yeah. a, you can put your, you can put your boobs in a bra wrong. <laughs> how important it is to actually get them fitted. And I will be honest, I don't actually know my bra size mm-hmm. since I've had my two kids. I know it's changed since before I had kids. Um, and I just tend to wear something that's more like a bralette. Um, mm-hmm. But I know for so many women, how much of a difference could that make if they were wearing a bra that fit and that actually oh looked good in the clothes that they are wearing. And then the underwear thing, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I just kind of, I mean, I do take care in the underwear that I wear. I wear ones that are comfortable and make me feel good for the most part, but I didn't even consider that, you know, the underwear that you wear could actually, you know, change the, the out or not change the outfits that you wear, but in a way it can, the way that it fits you and how you feel it. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask, because now that we're, we're talking about it, are there certain kind of underwear styles that are better for different, I know it has to do with like what you're comfortable in, right. But like better for, for the different body shapes. Is there like, are there any like rules of thumb there? Um, yes and no. So for me, like I am proportionate, but I'm very curvy. So I like to wear stretchy, um, Chantel makes my very favorite ones. They're just like no lines, stretchy. It's a thong. I can't even feel that it's on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have like more of a belly and you, or a tummy that I will wear these postpartum, I'm sure um, the Spanx undetectable, they're like a high mm-hmm. rise. So that's going to give a little bit more compression. I know 
my booty is like too big to put into a brief, but it gives me like four butts. So that's something you need to look at. Are your underwear like cutting off your butt in a weird way? Um, so if you have a smaller booty, the brief might be perfect for you. For me, I can't find one that covers well. Um, there are like vanishing panty line ones by Soma that work really well for a lot of people. So it's not necessarily by body shape. It's, it's really on how you feel and what part of your Mm -hmm. body you want to cover or not cover and how it fits your body. Um, so you could be petite, but still be curvy, or you could be Mm -hmm. tall and still be curvy. Like you can be a few things and you just need to practice. It's a journey. It's not a destination. Style is a journey and it takes trying things on. It takes trial and error to know what works for you and what doesn't. Just because I say Spanx Undetectable are great doesn't mean they're great for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's There is no one item for everybody. I do know it works for like 90% of my clientele, but you might be one of the 10% it doesn't work for. And that's okay. It doesn't mean the product's bad or you're bad. It just means you need to find a different fit. So yes. And even for small chested women, there's a company called Wear Pepper and it's for small boobs. And it's amazing. Oh my gosh, I, I need to would look challenge up. you, even if you have small boobs, like you could, I have so many clients say I'm a negative A. I don't care. It makes a difference when you, it might not make a difference in support, Um, like you said, you could put on a bralette and it's fine. If I put on a bralette, I need like a bra underneath. It's a whole thing, but the way the bra fits you has a mental effect, just like the way a shirt fits you. So if you had a bra that didn't feel like it was too big or didn't feel like it was smashing you down or it, it felt pretty and nice and gave you a little curve and you put your boobs in the way that, you know, perks them up a little bit, you might notice a huge difference when you get dressed. So I would challenge you, no matter what your size or shape, do these foundation steps for your style, figure them out, work through them so that you know what works for you. And you're never walking into a store completely blind. Like the salesperson tells you what to buy or Instagram tells you what to buy. You are confident in knowing what works for you because you've done some trial and error and you know what feels good for you. And maybe you don't like a real bra. Maybe you only like a bralette. But there might be a certain one that gives you a little bit of shape and makes you feel more feminine or more sport, however you want to feel. Get to know the brands and styles that work for you personally. Don't let the world tell you who they want you to be. Stand firm and confident in who you want to be and how you want to feel. Oh, I love that. And I, I, I'm i thinking about how I know you said that this is important, but it makes so much sense to me when you think about it too. If you work on the the bra and the underwear first, then you have that sort of foundation mm-hmm. for when you do go to try on these other clothes. You're like, okay, yes. the the under the undergarments feel good, and so then the next step is kind of putting on the clothes. So something that you mentioned that um, I, I want to kind of expand on a little bit is moms who are in bodies that might be changing. Yes. So you talked about maybe wearing the, the Spanx after in postpartum in the postpartum period. And the women that, you know, who are listening to this podcast, they could be in a season of working on their health or their relationship with food. They could be in pregnancy. They could be in postpartum. And all of these can mean our body might have changed recently or is changing. So how can we kind of dress for our shape in a body that might almost seem temporary? That might be like, well, I know that I felt like this where Mm -hmm. I was like, 
do I really want to buy more clothes? Because I know my body's going to change in a few months. Mm -hmm. So I would just love to have you speak on that a little bit. Yeah. I first want to challenge the mindset of that a little bit, because I think it's the important first step. Um, You said, oh, my body might change in a few months. What is that? 60 or 90 days Mm. at the minimum? How many 60 or 90 days of getting up and not feeling worthy of putting on clothes is a lot of days. That's a lot of days out of your year. It's a lot of hours out of your life. And it really is unfair to yourself. I I once posted about this on Instagram and someone said, well, I just can't imagine investing in a pair of jeans and knowing I might get pregnant in a year. And my response to that was one whole year is a long time not to feel like you have anything to wear because you have to get dressed every day. So what, what do you go through mentally every day for 60 days, 90 days, 365 days thinking I have nothing to wear? What does that do to you as a woman? What does that do to your day? What does that do to your worth and your mental clarity? So I suggest for women who are actively in transition, whether this is postpartum or health related, um, to curate a wardrobe of items like a mini capsule wardrobe. I call it a mini mama form, 10 items at the least um, that work together that are kind of stretchy that can take you through a journey of a couple months. And then if you need to change after that, make another mini capsule. Don't spend too much money on this unless you have an unlimited budget. Good for you. Spend as much as you want. But if you're looking at your budget and you're thinking, I can't buy clothes because in like three months, I'm going to need to wear something different. Three months is another season. So you're going to be in another season anyway, where the weather is changing. So buy yourself clothes for where you are. And if you're, and don't lie to yourself, if you're not transitioning, if you're not losing weight, if you're not like ready to get rid of the 10 pounds or to eat healthier, move your body, don't put yourself on hold for that either. Like, oh, when I lose 10 pounds, no, if you're not actively trying, just dress for the shape and or for the body that you have right now. But you are actively trying. It is worth grabbing a bra that fits you, a couple pair of underwear that fit you, a pair of jeans, a pair of shorts, a dress. And then layers will work through like a year of weight loss because we're not teenagers anymore losing five pounds a week, right? Our body isn't changing that quickly. So really invest in some pieces, some basics where you can add your personal style with necklaces and lipstick and earrings and shoes, things that always fit. Um, because you are worth it. Three months is a long time to have nothing to wear. That is such a good point. (laughs) When you said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, you do have to get dressed every day. So we are talking 60 to 90 outfits and not that you'd be wearing a different outfit every single day, but that is such a good point and so true. And I love the idea of just kind of like a 10 item, small capsule, and you might not need to buy all 10 new items. It's just like, you know, you have these ones and you add a couple to that, but you are dressing for the body that you have now, even if it is just a few months. Yeah. change and then you kind of slowly add to it too. Cause you're right. Like we don't just ma- magically change overnight either. Right. No. So even, even with pregnancy, like it, it happens gradually yes. and you're going to need different things in different stages, um, depending on, you know, how, how the weight gain goes during the pregnancy too. And then in the postpartum as well, it, you know, sometimes it comes off all at once or part of it does, and then it comes off slowly and, and that's totally normal. So I, I really like that. And I really like thinking of things seasonally too. Um, because yeah, you're right. 
the seasons, at least most places we have seasons. I know we do here in New England, (laughs) the weather's going to change and then you're going to need new clothes anyway. So I really, really like that. Oh my gosh, this is so good. I want to keep talking about this, but I really also want to talk about style and really get into personal style here. You have a quote on your website and I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. And it really gave me a better understanding about what style actually is. And I know I mentioned to you before we started recording that my mom and my sister have both been in the fashion industry or at least my mom my entire life and um and she's retired from it now but my sister has as well and your quote was fashion is what you buy style is what you do with it and i'm like okay this is they're both amazing and they both have an amazing style i don't even know what my style is which is one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you and i've been digging <laughs> into your stuff <laughs> Yeah, And I think one of the reasons I've had such a hard time figuring out what my own style is, is kind of that concept. It, it's, it's a combination of everything that we've been talking about, me not quite knowing exactly what my body shape is, knowing that it's different from at least the women in my family. And I don't really know if I've actually... I don't know if I've had a friend who has, and I think this is a testament to all of us being so incredibly different. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had a friend who has the same body, like body shape as I do or similar body shape than I do. I don't yeah. even think the only person I can share clothes with is my mother-in-law and we have different styles, but like she, actually her and I, for some reason are about the same size. And so she, she'll, she'll buy me clothes. Well, that's funny. Off. She's awesome. Yeah. We have the same size shoes too, which is fun. Um, so, but really there's, there's no one else who has the same, but even so, even though we're the, we're close to the same size, we're the same height, we have the same shoe size. We also have different body shapes. And so I think mm-hmm. part of it is the body shape. And then part of it is going, okay, it looks good on the mannequin or it looks good on my sister or it looks good on my mom, but that doesn't feel like me when I put it on. Yeah. So I think owning what my style is and knowing what my style is and actually wearing clothes that really make me feel good and not just aren't just functional, like my t-shirt and leggings uniform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to learn more about personal style. So I would love if you can start by maybe, um, I know you have a style quiz and I told you that I recently took it, maybe outlining some of the different style styles that moms might resonate with and how we can kind of start to figure out what works for us. Yeah, I think, so just like everything I teach, it starts with your mindset. You have to be willing to do the work and go there in your brain. And so often we look at Instagram or like you said, a mannequin. I've had so many clients say, well, how I shop is I just go in, I see what's on the mannequin and then I buy it. And I think that's translated now into, I see what's on the Instagram influencer Mm -hmm. and I swipe up and I buy it, but we're not taking into consideration. Does that work for my life? Does she look like me? Do I, does my shape fit hers? Does my lifestyle fit hers? Are we doing the same things day to day or is it just cute on her? And so I swipe up and I buy it. And this is how we end up with a closet full of nothing to wear. It's not true that there aren't any clothes in there. There are clothes in there, but you have nothing to wear because nothing feels like you. So you Mm -hmm. have to do the work and you have to think, how do I want to feel? Who do I want to show up as? Who am I as a mom? Who am I as a wife? Who am I as a friend? Who am I as a business owner or as an employee? What are what does my goal in the next year for each of these roles that I hold? Is it and then how do I dress for that? How does it make me feel? We have to completely clear the slate of what everyone else looks like and what everyone else is wearing because none of that is 
you or me. Mm-hmm. They are not us. We are so unique. Like you said, you have the same body shape as your mother-in-law, but you have totally different styles. Just because something fits you doesn't mean it fits who you are. Mm-hmm. So looking at body shape alone is not going to do it. You have to get clarity on who you want to be first. Then you need clarity around your style type. Then you need clarity around your body shape so that you can dress your body shape with that style and you can mix those two components together and buy the right shirt and Mm -hmm. the right pants. And then you need to think about your lifestyle. What do I actually need to wear? Is my closet full of things that work for my life or not? Do I shop because I need to grab toilet paper at Target and the shirt is cute and it's on clearance for $8 so I grab it, but I have nowhere to wear it. It's not like it fits anything I'm doing and it doesn't, is it cohesive with what I already have in my closet? Do I have three ways to wear that? So there are a lot of components to personal style. You can't have personal style without doing the work. There are five basic style types, um, feminine, boho, edgy, sporty, and classic. Within those, there are a lot of elements. So classic for one person might be like the corporate working mom. And she might love white button downs and black trousers and pointy black heels or flats and pearl earrings. Another classic might be minimalistic and neutral t-shirts and jeans and, um, you know, wedges or flats or mules or something. And she loves cardigans or utility jackets. It just, there's so many elements within each style type. If you're sporty, it might not mean that you're, if you're not a yoga teacher or a fitness instructor, you shouldn't be wearing yoga pants every day because you're priming your body for what you're doing, right? If we're wearing leggings every day, that signals to our brain either super comfortable or working out. But if you're not doing either of those activities, your wardrobe isn't actually working for your lifestyle. Mm. So you're priming your brain for something you're not doing. Sporty might mean that you wear like a belt bag instead of a regular purse, or you like to wear sneakers with your dresses or um, think you have to think of ways that you can translate these style types into your personal style and make it you. And you're not going to find that my quiz is great because it gives you a starting point, but it's not going to tell you how to implement, implement that into your life, which is why I developed the mama form method, which takes you through each of these steps and you dig deep into it. You have to do the work. It comes with a workbook and you have to dig into that. And then you find your style type. And then the last thing you do in my method is go shopping. It's not the first thing you do. It's everybody thinks, oh, well, I learned this and I want to go shopping. No, you have to go through all the steps. And then the last thing you do is shop. Oh my gosh. I had to keep myself from laughing out loud when you mentioned the <laughs> like going to Target and seeing the cute top for $8 and be like, it's on clearance. And I'm going, oh yeah. And I get it and I bring it home. And I'm like, that's cute. Except it, I wear it once because it doesn't go with the other things I have because I don't quite have that defined style. And sometimes I realize that I will also see someone on social media or something like that and really enjoy their style and go and buy things that are similar to that style. Cause I'm like, Oh, I really, I really like that. That looks really great. And I put it on and it looks good, but it still doesn't quite feel like me. Like it just looks like I'm dressing for someone else, which I mean, I'll get compliments sometimes on, Oh, you look so cute. And I'm like, thanks. And I'm like, I do, I do, but it doesn't quite feel like me. So I really like that. And I really like that, you know, you said your quiz is the starting point, but that there, there are nuances between that, right? Yes. 
I felt a lot of pressure, actually. Interestingly enough, um, my husband's a professional sailor. Um, he's a professional racing sailor. So he spends a lot of time at yacht clubs, way more time than I spend at yacht clubs. We are not, um, we don't have a boat. So we are not um, like members or anything like that. But I'll go to events with him from time to time. And, you know, I have sometimes felt pressure to like look like the sailor wife. And mm-hmm. that has always been such a struggle for me because I have tattoos and mm-hmm. I am sporty. I used to be a fitness instructor and I do feel really comfortable in leggings, though I would like to not just wear them every day because it's the mm-hmm. easiest thing to grab. Um, and I think I have more of kind of like a combination between maybe like a sporty athleisure and like a bohemian type style, mm-hmm. which is something I've always been drawn to the bohemian type look, but I've never known how to actually wear it in a way that doesn't make me look like I'm just wearing moo-moos yes. because I am so petite too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like the maxi dresses, I'm like, this is great, except it goes six inches down to the floor and I don't sew. Um, <laughs> so I love that your method kind of goes through. And I want to dig more into that in just a minute, but I love that you go through, okay, you need to figure out like who you are and mm-hmm. And what is your style? And then, you know, and what is your body shape? Sorry, what is your body shape? What is your style? And then go shopping after all that. And I think if I had gone through those steps or if when, once I do go through those steps, <laughs> it's going to make such a difference. And I love that there is an order to that. And it's not just about going, taking the quiz and going like, oh yeah, that's me. And I'm just going to go buy everything in that style. Yeah. It's about going, okay, what is actually going to work for me? So I love that. But it definitely did provide some clarity for me because I actually had a hard time choosing between a couple of the options. Actually, the drink option was the hardest one because it's like, do you, do you like <laughs> a glass of red wine? A like all of the like above. Three, like right in front of me right now. I mean, maybe, maybe not at two o'clock PM, but <laughs> I'm like those all sound great. But uh, yeah, so I, I think this is so powerful and I love that you bring it all together because I do think I don't follow a lot of like fashion influencers or anything like that, because anytime I have, like I said, it just doesn't quite work for me. And because, or if I, I mean, I might follow them, but I, if I try and, you know, buy the things that they wear, I'm like, oh, it doesn't quite work probably because it didn't fit my body shape or my personal style. Mm-hmm. But I love that you bring it together. And I think a lot of them talk about the clothes from what I see. I'm just, I'm saying this as a total outsider mm-hmm. um, from the industry, but I think a lot of them talk about the clothes, but not necessarily the clothes and then also your body shape and then also your style. And so I think you do a really, a really great job of kind of bringing all of that together. So I would love for you to kind of explain a little bit more about the mama form method. So I know you kind of brought us through a little bit of the process, but I love if you kind of explained a little bit more about what is it and like why you developed it. And I guess you've sort of explained that, but I would love for you to explain more. Yeah. Well, I also want to address something you just said. You mentioned you go to these events with your husband Mm -hmm. and I'll get into it a little bit when I explain the mama form method, but part of looking at your style is looking at what do you have on your calendar for the year, right? Mm -hmm. My guess is you probably don't have only one event with your husband, but you might not have 30 events. Mm -hmm. You're somewhere in between. So it means you have enough events to get dressed for that you should plan for it, but not enough to where you need to make a whole wardrobe for it. Am I wrong or right? No, that's totally right. Yeah. Okay. So that is a part of your life. That is something that you need to look at and think you do need to get dressed for it. Is your personal style sailor's wife? Maybe not, but the event calls for a certain type of wardrobe, I would assume. Mm -hmm. 
um, there's probably some sort of dress code. Oh, so yes. how can you take that <laughs> dress code and make it you where you're still showing your tattoos and you're still being sporty, but you're mixing this, I would assume it's almost a, a preppy look. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and make it your own where you feel comfortable at the event, but you still feel like yourself. So mm-hmm. that's part of what the mom for method helps you to do. So you start out by finding your style type. Well, you start out by journaling. Who, who am I? Where do I want to go with this? Who, who do I need to show up as? Because then you get rid of, that's where you get some real clarity. You get rid of who you should be and who the world tells you you are. And you get rid of that settling mentality. And then you really step into this empowering, positive mentality. And then you work through your style type. And there's such a thing. You you mentioned this about boho. I love free people. Like I love mm-hmm. to look at these flowy white dresses on these six foot models that are like straight up and down body shape. And they just look gorgeous standing in a field. And then I put it on and I'm like, it hangs from my boobs and my hips. And it just goes like this big paper sack muumu, And it <laughs> does not make me feel cute. And I have learned through the years, there are two sorts of style. There is a style that you love to wear. And there's the style that's aesthetically pleasing to you. Like I love a good farmhouse, like a good modern farmhouse. Do I want to live in that style? No, it's not me, Mm -hmm. but I can appreciate it. And I think so often we need to realize there's a fine line in style, personal style. Do you love to wear it or do you just love to look at it? Do you, Mm -hmm. and can you come from a place where you can appreciate it without feeling like you need it? So there are other ways to fit that boho into your wardrobe, like necklaces or earrings or shoes or layers. Instead of, instead of the flowy white maxi, maybe you wear like a white jumpsuit that fits you a little bit better or a shorter dress. And then you put on like a kimono or some beaded bracelets or some fun turquoise necklaces or whatever your mm. boho is or a fun headband. You add it, you add that personal style in with the accessories and the detail, not the full on effect. That way it fits with your lifestyle a little bit better. And then what actually fits your body. Um, sorry, that's like step number four in my <laughs> method, but you find your style type, then you find your body shape. Then you, you write down, you look at your calendar for the year and you think, what do I actually do with my life? What you might want to do is to run a seven figure company and you're just this like powerhouse working from your house and you are the CEO and you've got like all these meetings and that might be what you want to do. But what you really do is work a few hours from home and you run this business and you play with your kids and you go to events with your husband. Like we really have to look at what are we actually getting dressed for? Do you have like three weddings coming up this summer and a few baby showers, a barbecue? Are you going to be at the pool? What do you need to wear this season to be prepared? And then we look at outfit formulas. How do you put these together and make them you? I am just really big on getting the basics and adding your style in the accessories and in the details, shoes, layers, um, like hair accessories, jewelry, things like that. Bring in those like fine details with accessories instead of buying like six flowy dresses that you're never going to wear and like can't make a lot of outfits with, but you can wear jeans and a t-shirt and add a kimono or add a utility jacket or add sneakers or mules. You can switch up those items that are less expensive and add more personal style. So how do you put together outfit formulas based on everything you've learned so far in the method? And then step number five is go shopping. And I have a whole shopping guide of like 
This is how you do a fitting at home. This is where you shop. This is where you look for inspiration. If you're this style type or that style type, and maybe you really love what's on Net-A-Porter and it's $500, but you can find something really similar at Madewell or Nordstrom Rack um, or wherever it might be, you know, what fits your budget. If you're petite, what do you need to look for? Do you, how do you not buy a maxi dress that's six inches too long? How do you buy a jumpsuit when you're tall that doesn't give you a wedgie? Like there are things you need to know when you go shopping to be well-equipped to be able to buy the right garments to not be so frustrated. So the final step takes you through that. And then you buy the clothes you need to buy. You do the fitting, you weed it out. It's a process. It is not a magic pill I give you that says here, take this and you have all, everything's perfect. It is still a journey. It still takes work. But eventually over time, you learn how to curate a closet full of clothes that you love to wear because they fit you. They fit your body and they fit your lifestyle. And then you feel like you and you can just get dressed and go on with your life. I don't want you to be like style obsessed, like in it every day. Like I am, I just want you to get dressed. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about creating new outfits and (laughs) figuring out what my body shape is and figuring out what my style actually is. I really, I was going to ask you a question about this, but you totally knit the hit the nail on the head with this one. And I love that you talked about budget and how to make it work for your budget. Cause I think a lot of moms might be listening and they might be going, okay, that all sounds great, but I can't afford a whole new wardrobe. And you shared exactly what you do. You, you bring in the accessories and you bring them in one at a time. And we're not going shopping right out the gate. We mm-hmm. are figuring out all these things first and then we can slowly add things in. Um, but I love the idea of, I love what you said about, and you're totally right. You you totally hit it there too with, um, I do have a few events a year where I do have to fit a dress code and it is different than what I would normally wear no matter what. But I can bring in elements that I like. And I like the idea of bringing in the elements of that kind of bohemian type style without fighting with maxi dresses at the time. As cute as they are, it might just not yeah. work. Or maybe having one in my closet for the summertime. But yeah, how many times in the summer am I going to wear that? Probably twice. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then you, because you're petite, there are certain stores you could look at for petite. And I know you hate to hear it because everyone hates to hear it. But when you don't have the average size, which most of us don't, mm-hmm. whether it's tall, shorts, plus size, your torso is a different length, whatever it is, a tailor needs to become your best friend because then the clothes, yes, it's an investment. Yes. It's extra time, but that garment is going to fit you perfectly. It's going to be made for you. And then you're going to wear it all the time. So yes, you put extra into it, but you're going to get way more out of it than you would have if it didn't fit you. Right. Cause you just look at it every morning, like, Nope, can't wear that. Cause it's too long. But if it fits you, who knows how many times you would wear it. Yeah, that is so true. And I know that um, one of the stores that my mom worked at for over a decade, they would do tailoring in store. And so they're um, they had certain members of their team that were trained in it wasn't in store. Sorry, they would send it out, but they they were trained in. Um, Oh gosh, I don't even know, like pinning it. And I'm like, I don't know the right terminology here. And so I did have several pairs of jeans when she worked at the store. Um, I don't want to say just because I don't know if I'm supposed to, (laughs) but it's a great store for jeans. Um, And she, uh, it's one that you've mentioned before and it's a company (laughs) that you've mentioned before. And so they would do fittings and they would, or not fittings, sorry. They would like pin it up and whatever, send it out. And then, you know, they would call you and it was ready. And then your jeans would be 
like they would actually fit me and Mm -hmm. (laughs) the length would be good. And actually I know that Lululemon does that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and they will do that as well with athletic wear, which is really cool. Yes. You pay a little bit more, but I'm, I'm actually a fan of paying a little bit more for athletic wear. If you are as athletic as, as I am, like, because you wear it for years and like, I keep those items for four years rather than what I get at target. And I get a lot at target. Um, but, (laughs) but not when it comes to athletic wear, but that's a, that's a whole other, that's a whole other (laughs) thing we could talk about. What I do want to actually dig into though, um, and something that I find so fascinating recently is trends because a lot of the trends these days, I'm still confused about. I'm like, I don't know how we're supposed to be dressing these days. I know supposed to. (laughs) So I, I am definitely not the trendiest person. I cannot really even tell you what's in style these days other than like mom jeans and things are a lot more loose than I would ever wear just because I am so petite. And I feel like a lot of the time, um, like very loose t-shirts and things like that, they just, they swallow you. They swallow me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but there are some, you know, cute trendy items that I, that I do see at Target and I do enjoy. So how do we kind of incorporate, I guess <laughs> this is what I'm asking. How do we incorporate trendy items that we do, that we are curious about into our closet? How do we know if they fit our personal style? And like, what's the deal with trends? Like, are we supposed to wear the trendy things or (laughs) Mm. I know I'm not supposed to be having a side part anymore. There's so many shoulds and I'm all about no more shoulds. (laughs) I don't think we should let the generation who ate Tide Pods tell us what to wear. Let's just say that. (laughs) I don't think that anybody should be able to tell you what to wear. I am not a big fan of trends they're fun. And every month inside of my style membership, the style society, we talk about trends for that season and have fun with them. I believe in the 80, 20 rule, 80% of your budget should go towards basics and 20% max. That's even pushing it really should go on into trends. If you see, if you follow any influencers, you will see that they all kind of wear the same thing. And when you see it across the board, like, oh, these five influencers that I follow or 30 influencers that I follow all wearing the same style, that's how you're going to find the trend. You find consistency in the market, that's going to be the trend. Like it literally is a trend because it's consistency in the market. And if you want to wear it, cool. If you don't, no pressure. It's Trends come and go and you don't want to invest your money into it and you don't want to focus on that. If you don't have the basics, you're not going to have anything to wear. If you buy a bunch of trends, you're going to have a bunch of stuff that might look cool to the world, but it's not going to look cool on you because you don't have anything to put it with. Mm -hmm. So focus on your basics first and then look at trends like then. And I would say if you're new to style and you're just figuring it out for yourself, try a color and a nail polish or a headband or I don't know, a layer like a kimono or a bathing suit, like try something trendy that's not going to take away from your budget of buying good jeans or buying t-shirts that work for you. Because if you have a really great t-shirt and a really great pair of jeans, and then you have like three different layers and like a capsule wardrobe of necklaces to put with it. And then like three different shoes, you have like 10 outfits right there. Mm -hmm. Where if you had five trendy shirts, what are you going to wear with those? The same pair of jeans? Or are you going to go buy five different pair of pants or bottoms to wear with that shirt to make it those five shirts to make more outfits? So don't focus so much on trends. Focus on basics. Add in trends when your budget allows and to have fun. But I also really like don't that. take the fun out of fashion. 
it is, it's not that serious. We need to play dress up and have that wonder again, as like we did as a child. So have fun with it, but don't get tripped up on trends. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love this. And it's getting me so excited about, like I said before, but I, I just am ex- really figuring this out. Cause I think I have been, I think a lot of us too, you know, we are three quarters of the way through 2021 now, which is just insane when this episode comes out we're about halfway through as we're recording. Um, and it's, totally crazy. But I know that last year, I think so many of us just kind of lived in our sweats and our Mm -hmm. yoga pants and our leggings all year long and myself included. And I definitely got to a place where I'm like, okay, now we're kind of coming out of this. And for us, the school year is starting soon and, you know, we're, we're transitioning into fall and I'm like, okay, I am actually ready to start feeling good and to start wearing things that make me feel good. And, you know, maybe maybe getting one or two of the of the trendy items for the season but not having to overhaul <laughs> mm-hmm. or yeah you know i guess getting an entire trend filled wardrobe and then not having not having the basics right. um and so i i love all of this so much so i think the last thing i want to talk about is kind of how do we then transition so once we have the basics we've got a few trendy items that make us feel good within that and we kind of know we know our body shape and we know our style for the most part how do we transition from maybe the season where we figured all of this stuff out in <laughs> to the next season? So this episode's going to air in mid-August. So in the next month or so, it's transitioning to fall. At least it is here in New England. And mm-hmm. so we're slowly starting to bring in that new stuff. So kind of what are your few tips, I guess, for seasonal wardrobe transitions? How do we transition the basics kind of to the next season without just like the trends having to buy a whole new wardrobe every season? Yes, I love this one. I've actually done a lot of like TV segments or blog posts for other companies and stuff on this topic because it is so, I think we we overcomplicate it. It is such a popular question. And I love, first of all, to separate your closet by seasons because it feels like you're shopping. If you put away the clothes and you're never looking at them, and I believe in two seasons at a time, you don't have to do this four times a year, but two times a year, Put your fall and winter clothes together and your summer and spring clothes together. So as summer is closing, bring it down your fall and winter clothes and pull out those fall pieces for the beginning of the season. And what you can start to do is mix texture. So even if you're not, if you live in Florida or California, where it's kind of always sunny in 75, you're still, you might dress for summer year round, but a lot of us like to incorporate like suede jackets or booties or, you know, things that represent that current season, even if it's not turning cold where you are. So I think this could apply to everyone. Um, You can start to mix textures and seasonal items together. So say you have on a short, a pair of shorts and a tank top, instead of sandals and a kimono, put on like a suede jacket and some booties. If you're wearing a white eyelet dress, put on a denim jacket and some closed toed shoes. Start adding those fall textures and colors into your summer, summer basics. So those tank tops, add the layer to make yourself a little bit warmer. Maybe shorts do pair them with a long sleeve t-shirt versus a tank top, um, closed toed shoes versus open toed shoes, changing your nail polish color to be a little bit deeper versus either the bright colors or, um, like the white, is really popular on nails right now, or that really light pink, change it into something deeper and darker, change your makeup a little bit. Doesn't have to go all out, put in a different kind of headband or hat, 
add like a felt Gigi Pip hat to your outfit instead of like a straw fedora. So just working in those textures and colors with the two seasons is going to help your wardrobe to last longer. I love that. And it's so funny as you're saying that, I'm actually thinking that's basically exactly what I do with food too. In, mm-hmm. in, the, in the next season, it's like, okay, just start cooking the vegetables instead of serving them raw. Just change up the seasonings a little bit. Use some more, you know, fall and winter type seasonings. Maybe yeah. the base of a different type of green instead of quinoa. Maybe we'll go to some farro. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just such a food person. I'm like, wow, yeah. you're doing with your wardrobe exactly what you do with food to transition the season instead of, you know, making completely different meals. You just take the meals you have now and start to transition them. Maybe that's a podcast episode I need to record. Um, (laughs) That's actually, see, that's something I wouldn't think of Yeah, because that's not my level of expertise. But when you say, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I could just start changing the, how I cook the food and the seasonings. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, and then you don't have to feel like you have to have like an entirely new set of meals for the next season. Um, It's like, okay, there, there's still meals my family loves. We're just going to change it up a little bit. And the same thing with our clothes. Like we're still wearing the same things as we're transitioning, but we're adding those things on and transitioning it to, to the fall or, you know, the next season. So, oh my gosh, I love that so much. I could keep talking to you for so (laughs) long on this, but I would, and I do have three fun kind of rapid fire questions that we'll get to in just a minute. And they are about food because I am a foodie and I love talking about food around here. Um, (laughs) but before we get to that, I would love for you to share with the listeners how they can connect with you, how they can learn about the mama form method and how they can learn about the style society and all the work you do and kind of where they can find you on the internet. Yeah. You'll mostly find me at Jamie Baker underscore, and it looks like jammy, but it's Jamie. It's J-A-M-M-I-E Baker underscore is on Instagram. And from my profile, it will link to the mama form method, which is the course. Um, that's the basics of finding your personal style. And then it'll link to the style society, which is the next level. It's continuing education. It's being up to date, Um, I do done for you wardrobe for that season, how to transition into the season. What are the trends? Um, What, like we just did swimsuits and shorts for summertime. We're going to do dresses next month. So things that are current season um, that, and then community building and accountability for getting dressed. We like post pictures in our Facebook group. What are we wearing? Oh my gosh, have a wedding. What do I wear? What What would you guys suggest? Um, and then from there, you can also find me like blog posts or different podcast episodes and things like that from it all from Instagram, I think is the best place. That's the place we all have kind of our hub, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So awesome. And I, I definitely want to dig into the mama form, mama form method. I've got to say it right (laughs) (laughs) and really go through this whole process because I'm definitely, I'm definitely ready for it. And I love that you also kind of have the, you have the style society. So then you kind of help us with all of these transitions, all of the things you've talked about today. So I really love that you have both of those resources. So definitely link all of that in the show notes to the mom listening who's like, yes, I am ready to (laughs) jump into all of this can. Um, So I've got three fun final rapid fire questions before uh, we wrap up, if you're willing. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're talking about food. What have you been loving to cook lately? Well, because the weather's gotten warmer, I mostly eat plant-based and I just love to take a salad base And then I take a vegetable and I roast it with different like primal kitchen seasonings. 
Um, my favorite is like buffalo cauliflower or teriyaki broccoli. And I throw it in with greens and some Tesame avocado ranch dressing. That's like my simple summer meal every night of the, like during the weeknights is just to make a different salad essentially. Oh, that sounds so good. And I love that avocado ranch dressing. It's in my it's fridge right so now. Good. So good. Yes. I love that. Um, so that's what you've been loving to cook. What have you either been loving to eat or what do you love someone else to cook for you, whether it's a family member or at a restaurant? Okay. So if I eat a sandwich, I want someone else to make it for me. That's, I don't know why a sandwich is so much better when someone else makes it. Um, but during this pregnancy, I do not like chocolate and I don't like sweets, but this whole pregnancy, I have been eating so much chocolate and so much ice cream. I gained significantly more weight with this pregnancy than I did the first. Um, so it's really strange. I've eaten a lot of simple meals um, chocolate cupcakes. They're so good. <laughs> and I order cold stone via DoorDash way too often. <laughs> oh yeah. Both my babies liked ice cream too. I was like, it's what baby wants, right? Yeah. <laughs> so much ice cream. I'm like, this is not me, but yeah, I've been eating it. <laughs> I love it when it's hot too. I feel like that's the best dessert when it's hot too. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. True. I'm going with that. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cooling you down, right? Yeah. <laughs> So my final question, because this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, and I love to kind of get a perspective on balance in every area. What does balance look like to you in this season? For me, it's more of boundaries and shutting off my work and then going into mom life or going into wife life, like whatever the next step is, um, relaxing with my family or hanging out with my family, shutting off boundaries, phone, screen time, all of that stuff um, to do the best that I can. And then in the morning, I'm a big early morning routine person and having my personal quiet time in the morning and working out and all of that. Um, setting those boundaries up makes me feel as balanced as possible. Oh, so good. Yeah. I think boundaries are so important and so hard to develop, but once oh, you yeah. do, <laughs> they are so powerful and so important, especially, especially when we're working mamas and we're kind of, uh, filling those different roles, being yeah. able to, to shift between those. I think it's a, it's a challenge, but an important one. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. Jamie. So thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. This is so good. And I could definitely, like I said, dive into this with you for like several hours more. <laughs> um, but that's what your course is for and your style society. So I'm sure the listeners will check that out. So thank you so much for taking yeah. out of your busy day to chat with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was a fun conversation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.